It's the Tiltcast episode 529, Unlimited Power. And this week, guys, we talk Rag- God of War Ragnarok, Fiber. Marvel's Midnight Suns, Download. and Warhammer 40k Dark Tides. Stay tuned. Tubes. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. We're back. Woo! It's Tillcast. It's an m show. It is December 4th at about 2.14 p.m. Central Time, 3.15 or 14 p.m. Eastern Time. Yes. I'm, I'm Nas. I'm Jason. I am Rusty. With the three of us, you're going to get about 30 minutes of bullshit. Bullshit. Some games, some news. Um, We, uh... Oh, yeah, Rusty, you do have a real can. Um, yes. We are very much in a higher bandwidth situation than we were before. Yes. Uh, we have finally all have video for the first time in about six months. I have fiber! So, I have the power! Rusty, uh, what was the speed before the other day? Okay, so before I upgraded to fiber, um, we, uh, man, that's making me sound like I'm like 60. I've got fiber. Um, uh, <laughs> now the uh, my internet speed prior to my upgrade was fifteen up, fifteen megabits per second up, and or I'm sorry, fifteen megabits per second down on a good day, provided that nobody was thinking about anything. Um, and point five megabits up. So that is the painful part right there. That was that was the part that made everything suck because I mean, I could I could call in my request to the internet faster than it was actually like sending that shit out. Um and the download part of it, oh man, it made you know, it made trying to, you know, game almost impossible. It made it almost impossible for us to podcast. So I think we just broke down. Rusty had been like two and a half, three months before he had been on the show. Mm-hmm. And he's like, I'm just, I, we were just like, Rusty, just try. <laughs> right. I mean, and, it was, it we, was that. We, we, I was we have afraid a little... that we were going to have an audio issue. It was just going to be like a jumbled mess. I was going to sound like a goddamn robot. And I just didn't want that. I didn't want. Uh, I didn't want to put anybody through the fucking pain that I was already going through. It, um, fortunately, the, like the last ten or fifteen episodes that were with you on shit internet are not bad. Like you have a couple of pops here and there, but it's not. You definitely, don't know what I had to do to make that work. I mean, nobody was allowed to use the internet. While you're I was turning recording. off like all Wi-Fi devices, all smart devices, I turned everything off except for the one device that I need to get the internet down to the basement, into the man cave. That was the only thing that was running, really. And everything else was you weren't allowed to do any streaming video, 
you weren't allowed to do. I couldn't even load websites while I was talking because if I did that, it would fuck it up. So, yeah, that it was bad. It was so bad. Like trying to download any <laughs> games was a two day affair and nobody could do anything like my buddy couldn't freaking like really game. I mean, he had latency out the wazoo when I was downloading fucking games. We couldn't watch any videos. It was just bad. It was like unusable, totally unusable. But then, but then it happened. But then it happened. We got a freaking, we got a, you know, we got the, uh, the confirmation that we were going to be able to get our fiber and, uh, they gave us a 10-day head start and 10-day notice that it was going to go in. And boy, was that the longest 10 fucking days. It was, you know, it was right before Thanksgiving. Uh, it was, we found out the Monday, you know, that Monday the of Thanksgiving week. And then uh, it was installed the Monday after Thanksgiving. So I guess it was seven days. But... Man, it was, it was just the longest time. It felt like a whole month, dude, because we were sitting here going, you know, in a couple of days we're gonna have fiber and it's not gonna be a problem. Uh, and I'm sitting here playing my single player games and all, all you know, anything that's offline, like anything I can download overnight that doesn't require the internet, I can just like I can play those. So I played a lot of indie games during this uh, during the dark times of uh of the internet uh of my internet at least but it happened you still play yeah you still played a decent amount of games it's just you weren't updating shit right i mean i didn't i i turned off automatic updates on on steam i only updated the games that i was actually playing uh i mean only if i absolutely re required it uh so it was it was bad so cuz i think we played some risk of rain multiplayer and that did yes. fine. Um, I think that was, was the okay. only. I know Except... you were rubber banding some, but it wasn't as bad as when we tried the alpha for Dark Tide. Right. It was not there nearly as bad as you know as Dark Tide, but still, it was it was um, it was bad. Like it was enough that I could notice it, and it was really only ever affecting me. So if I just sat here and complained about it, I felt like a bitch about it, but. Honestly, it really sucked. It, it really did. So, so uh, now you have fiber. So I've got fiber. So I set uh, the day before fiber was coming because it came in on a Monday and I had to work, you know, when this coming in. So I, I get this, you know, I get it all set up. I've got a new router. Uh, I've got, I've, you know, ran and terminated new fucking cables. Uh, I cable managed it all behind the uh, the sound blankets that I put up in you know uh, in the studio, so you can't really see any of the cables. It's all nice. It's all done you know done right. Uh, and I put everything off into the corner behind me, uh, and uh, and I I left simple instructions. I said <coughs> the fiber needs to come in through the house uh, from outside here, go down the wall, through this wall. I've already pre-jilled a pilot hole so that he doesn't have, you know, he doesn't fuck this shit up. Run the line in here. Use the longer fiber line just in case I want to move the router. Coil it behind the, you know, the sound blankets and put it all together and, you know, and get that all set up. 
I had the uh, had my router all set up. All they needed to do was move one Ethernet cable over, plug the new Ethernet cable in, and we were supposed to be up and you know up and running. And that mostly worked, <laughs> except they decided to put their own router in and then try to do a double router situation going out of their router into my router and then out to the computers and everything went what fucking kind of, haywire crazy what kind of moron plugs a router into a router i don't i don't they wanted know. to turn their cheap ass router turn your better router into a bad switch basically what? i don't i don't know i mean were they trying yeah. to charge you for a router and so that's exactly it. I've got this. I've got their router, and I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna go shove it up their ass because it's useless to me. Uh, so the first thing I needed to do is immediately after getting home was there was only one computer that could actually use the internet because because of the way that they set it up. My buddy was like, "It's all fucked. I'm just gonna you know plug my network cable into the freaking you know you know into the fiber." And I'm gonna play Final Fantasy 14 until I'm w- until you get home. So he had he had a direct connection to the uh, you know to the modem, and then he sent me the uh, sent me the the speed test. The speed test was damn near 900 down and 200 up. Ah. Uh, I had to clean my pants. It was amazing. I I sat there at work grinning like a fool because I just went from uh, it's it's like it's like 90 times faster. <laughs> it has it's so much bandwidth that the drives are slower than the download speed. So <laughs> I can download games and it spends time to actually install them on the drives while it's, you know, after it's done. Uh, there's the, I, I, where we had like a choked off fucking garden hose that was stuffed with newspaper and that's what we were getting our fucking internet through. We just went to the fucking like, you know, the, the fucking drainage, you know, from a fucking like the you know the you know the the damn drainage fucking channels you know fucking that is my internet that so, is my tube my tube is way bigger now that's an interesting analogy my tube my tube well the internet is just a series of tubes right so i just i my tube is now bigger <laughs> so all right Rusty, we we already know you got a big dick complex. Put it back in your pants. I, it's so huge right now. I have to step over it. I'm using it as a fucking jump rope at the moment. I, at this point, they just—he's got a relocated brain tail. Woo! <laughs> All right. Yeah, throw <laughs> that sucker over your shoulder and off camera. Yep. Uh, um. At least it's better because for a while it's just like he'd queue something up to download that was like two gigs and it'd take him like two hours. Oh God, it was terrible. Uh, so one of the very first things I did once I got all of the fucking, inter- you know, the Wi-Fi and everything so all, all set up was I went and turned on, uh, you know, my uh, automatic updates on Steam uh, and it downloaded and installed all of automatic updates in the uh, in the course of a few minutes. And I just sat there with my jaw dropped. I'm like, this is normal. This was normal for me before. But this is even faster than it was when I was in, you know, in town. 
um, you know, in the Tulsa area. So I'm like, this is this is way faster. Like the fastest I got, you know, on cable in town was a hundred down. And this is nine times faster than that. Yeah, I get about five fifty down. Yeah. Yeah, I mean the 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 internet speed was just I mean the, the difference in you know in speed is just it's so so noticeable. I uh, I hooked up the uh, the PlayStation Five and I was like, man, I I've got all of these games that I want to fucking play right now. I want to download a few of them, uh, and I downloaded three of them in the space of eleven minutes, and that would have taken me an entire week to do <laughs> on the previous internet. It's a lot. <laughs> like, it's it's multiplicative. It's a lot more than nine times faster. Yeah, it's it's nuts. It's nuts. It's absolutely crazy. Um, you know, it's, uh, it is so, so nice. Uh, so that just my cup, my cup runneth over now, all of the things that I wanted to do, I can now do, and I can now play online games. I can freaking stream if I want to, hell I've got video on my, you know, this is the first time these guys have actually seen my ugly ass mug in months because I was never able to do a camera. I could didn't have the upload for it. So this is this is nice. Just being able to actually let them see my ugly ass. I don't even know why you guys want to see no, my. Well, face. there's you know there's the friendship connection, but there's also right. when we're doing podcasting. There's a lot of like cues that visual cues that help with conversation, especially when you're driving stuff. I feel like I'm that, directing a that silent... we just don't get when you're not on video. Yeah, and I've, I've always felt like I was on, like... It was really weird because I'd, like, do hand motions to, like, maybe get to the next topic or something like that. But now I can see reactions or see when, you know, Jason has to take a dump or something. Um, you know, no, no, no jerking off. Um, <laughs> hopefully you haven't been doing that to our the dulcet tones of our voices here in the background there, Rusty. Uh, you do have lotion on your desk. That's and yes. tissues. Of course, you don't. Even, I don't even own tissues. I have. There's tissues in every fucking room in this house. It's not because of me. <laughs> do you guys? Is this just like the? So my buddy's mom actually has this thing about having tissues in every room. Um, and it was, it, it was just basically just handed down from, uh, from her mom because her mom is like a habitual tissue user. Uh, so now she has to have, you know, Kleenexes in every single room. Every, every one. I don't even um, remember the last time I used a Kleenex. I just, if I got to blow my nose, I just go to the bathroom and use toilet paper, I guess. And and that's what I've always done. I've, I've always rubbed Because it, I can but... buy like a 10 pack from freaking Aldi for like 10 bucks. But now I've got tissues. I could use tissues. Um, I don't know, dude. It's It just happens to be that I had tissues on my desk. It was not something that I put on my desk. It was planted here. Yeah, uh, okay. Jason, you've and I, been... And I have, I have lotion for my hands uh -huh. because my hands. I have to keep my hands supple. Yes. Yes, supple. <laughs> oh, my God. Yes. Oh my God! <laughs> your little flap, your flappy hands. 
like a it's like a weird seal. <laughs> you are kind of seal like, right? You're what? you don't got a lot of hair, right? <laughs> Seals have hair. Kind of got big old big old feet, big old hands, kind of like flippers. <laughs> that's right. I can do this now. Yeah, that's right. You are number one in my book. <laughs> Jason, you been up to anything interesting? I mean, you almost died yesterday, right? Oh, I mean, I didn't almost die. I mean, obviously, I, you didn't I completely might, die. <laughs> I might have almost crippled myself, but I didn't oh, almost die. Holy shit, what'd you do? Well, I told y'all last week I've had to tear the washer and dryer apart, replace a bunch of stuff on them. Well, we right. finally got got the parts we need for the dryer to try to put it back together. Um, so I did that yesterday um, and was going to, and then Crystal um, went to help me restack it so we could actually plug it in and test it. Um, well, during the uh, stacking process, she kind of lost grip on her side of the dryer and about dropped it. And I instead uh, instead of let the dryer fall to the floor, muscled that shit, and oh. uh, maybe pulled my back out a little. I mean, the dryer's probably about 300 pounds or something, right? Uh, that dryer? Um, yeah, somewhere between three and 400. And it's super Completely big and awkward assembled. with no handles and it's like... Pretty much. Um, so... And knowing that we had our buddy's party last night, I immediately went to go ahead and uh, take a muscle relaxer. And um, uh, for the first time in a very, very, very long time, an edible. Um, oh, boy. And that uh, was real. They didn't fucking touch it. Oh. They didn't just put you to sleep? Oh, uh, yeah, I definitely did that. I definitely took a nap. But, like, by the time I messaged our group, Justin, and said I wasn't going to be able to make it, that had been post-nap, and I'd woken up, and I still can't hardly move. Yeah, damn. So. You got uh, to take care of yourself. You're getting to be an older man. <laughs> that was the funny part. Um, John from the carousel actually said, you know, if it were like, uh, uh, 20 years ago, I'd say, uh, say, come anybody, uh, come anyway. I'm sure somebody's got vacation for it. And I said, if it were 20 years ago, I was still 18 and I would have muscled that thing by myself from the get go. And we still won't be having this problem. <laughs> The reason why you muscle, uh, why you have this problem, is because you muscled that shit when you were eighteen. <laughs> that is That's correct. True. Dumbass. Um. So yeah, it's been uh, uh, it's been interesting getting the uh, getting the back work back out. It it's already much better. Like I'm, uh, been uh helping crystal clean around the house this morning so this is kind of my uh my break from that because it's time to uh uh decorate for christmas 
but uh yeah not not really done um unfortunately not really done a whole lot interesting mostly because uh uh it's been so busy uh both at work and here at the house with it being being the first of the month uh or kind of gets hectic those last couple days of the month and the first couple days of the month of the new month so yeah 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 a lot of a lot of coming home just completely brain numb um and not really doing much else other than uh than sitting down and watching tv so basically what we've done this week is uh binged the entire uh netflix series wednesday Oh yeah, uh, how was that? It's really fucking good. Okay. Um, so instead of being a straight up, uh, uh, kind of more comedic story like the '90s Adams Family movies or uh, or the the original TV series, uh, this is a little bit uh, more like murder murder mystery kind of thing. Um, that Tim Burton did, and the series focuses on Wednesday who, Adams and who directed it? Um, Tim Burton. Oh, uh, and the basic basic side of the plot, without spoiling anything, is uh, uh, she basically takes revenge on some kids in high school that were bullying Pugsley, and ends up being sent to. Uh, Nevermore School, which is basically a a school for the special people like the Adams. Nevermore School, huh? Um, which is apparently the same school that Morticia and uh, God, I forget it. Forget Mister Adams's name. Uh, fuck. It's Mister Adams. Um, no, it's Gomez. There we go. Yeah. Gomez, uh, that they went to and met at, right? So was, it's uh, basically Wednesday going back to her parents' roots by force versus, you know, getting charged and convicted of attempted manslaughter. Yeah, uh, I think that's been my problem my whole life. I've been uh, way too attracted to Morticia Adams as a kid. I mean, I, I'm not going to lie. I will... Who's playing, who's playing Morticia that, Adams? Uh, what what's her gal that played uh what's her face that played Wednesday Adams in the two movies? I just can't think of her name right now. Um she was one of my first Christina Ricci. That's who it is. Thank you. She was one of my first crushes. Not gonna lie. But anyway, so the uh so the series it, there's basically murders happening around the school and the town that the school is near. Um, and it's all her trying oh, to figure out why the murders are occurring and who's doing them. It, it's a really great show. Like both of you would act, would really enjoy it. It's got a lot of, it, it, it's got a lot of the same vibes as, as like say supernatural, but, um also with kind of that traditional like detective show vibe as well 
Oh, and they got all a, of, they got with all of the Adams family weird. It's great. And they got Catherine Zeta Jones to play her. So, yeah, I'm all in now. <laughs> yeah, I, that I was mean, my crush only, when I was a kid the as well. The character so far <laughs> that I've had a problem with the casting on is Gomez Adams because they. Of course, nobody can match Roll Julia. I mean, he was just like the perfect Gomez. Um, but they got... Um, oh, let's see. The guy they got to play him, I just don't think fits very well. Um, I don't know. God, if I can, if I can find him, hang on. I'm pulling up the IBG, but it's one of it's one of the traditionally um, comedic uh, Hispanic actors. I can't think of his name. Kind of plump. Hang on, Louis Louis Guzman. I know he is. That's he's me. either he's like pretty hot and cold for me. He's either hilarious or annoying as shit. Okay. He's is there a picture of him? I I, uh, I have to go look at him. He's a he's right a now. really sh short portly man. Here okay. here come here comes a link rusty in the okay in our chat I thing. Just, I just need to see a picture of what he looks like. You'll recognize okay. him. He's been in like five thousand things. Oh my yeah. god. No, I don't think but he's I not agree. Quite, I don't like it. He's not quite the, the right casting. The The problem is, yes, the man can be funny, but as Gomez Adams, he's just completely creepy. Like, he's a weird looking dude. Psychotic pedo creepy. I'm a, I'm a weird to looking me. dude. Um, no, you're not weird like he is. He's just he he just doesn't fit. He's the the Adams that were the Gomez Adams that we're used to. I mean, you you think back to the to the series from the from the sixties and the and then the movies with Raul Julia. It it's nowhere near um, the kind of suave. Uh, debonair kind of uh portrayal at all it's just it comes off creepy yeah the old uncle fester looks creepily like you like you and <laughs> 25 30 years are gonna look very much like uncle fester oh uh, yeah once you get oh, once you, you get a bunch of the headlines you, and the eye lines yeah the one from the series well even yeah. then um christopher lloyd's fester with rusty Still eerily similar. Yeah, I, I but, can agree with that. Um, so the now it sounds kind of weird, but the fest the casting for Fester and Wednesday actually turned out turned out pretty well. Um, the guy I, uh, I probably playing wouldn't. him is the actor from Portlandia. Well, that's a that's name. a pretty buried show. Fred Arm Armisen. Yes. Uh. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, I, well, I, I got it. I can see it. He he plays a he plays a little bit more comedic fester, um, but it works. I didn't hate it. 
at all. Um, but overall, the the show's just a it's got a really good story, really good plot, and plenty of twists and turns. It's really entertaining. Well, that's good. I planned on pay, uh, planned on watching it because you know, again, my cup runneth over. Like I've got so many things I can do right now. Like fucking you know, catch up on shows that I did not fucking watch. I I haven't even watched Andor for fuck's sake. So, I haven't either. I started watch. Uh, I almost finished the book of Boba Fett. Like I'm two episodes from the end of that, and then I'll start on Andor next. I don't recommend that. What, what? Boba Fett? Andor. You don't. You don't recommend. Andor. Literally everybody Ooh. at John's party last night. That's all they were talking about. Everybody likes Andor, but you. I that's, don't like it. That's coming from somebody that's like you know. The, the the resident the Star Wars dude. The, the resident Star Wars guy. What now if you if you watch this is this is very hard to do. It was impossible for me to do, and this is why I don't like the show. But if you can watch the show not thinking about it being a Star Wars show, not thinking about it being in that universe. <laughs> yeah, it it's a good story it's not it the pacing is horrible but it's a good story so it's based is like, it a is it a star wars story fuck no really okay i mean what does a star wars story mean to you though that's that's another thing i mean that's a really deep question i guess but um what does what makes a star wars story a star wars story for you then you know, you could have a you could have a spy thriller in, in a Star Wars story, and that that's fine. But when you, um, there is almost no um, acknowledgement of what Andor is really into or what he's up against. Until the last four episodes of of the series, that could be said of um, all the Disney Plus uh, Star Warses, though. I mean, you didn't know uh, what the fuck was going on with uh, with the Mandalorian until about halfway through the first season. Outside of that, he was just okay. He's a Mandalorian, and he might get into a couple shootouts. Okay. You know, the blasters are about the only thing that tied, you know, the blasters and the fact that he's wearing Mandalorian armor was the only thing that was tying him into. Well, for those of us who've been fans of the series for a long time, played almost all of the games, read almost all of the novels, etc. Mandalorian's actually fairly close to what, uh, what I always imagined some of those books being up on screen looks like. Okay. But the thing um, is, is that this with, so the Star Wars galaxy is so much more than those iconic, you know, you know, uh, iconic characters. Mandalorians were, you know, are basically a dying, you know, uh, a, a a a dying group of people. Uh, fucking the you know the Jedi's basically extinct. The Sith are basically extinct. You know, those are like. Those are specks of dust in a sea of fucking, you know, life. 
you know, the the fact that you know that Star Wars can encompass so much and can be With, go, you know go right down to the minute details of like the individual. Um, anything really could be a Star Wars story in that in that sense. With with this though, it felt more like uh do I put this? I'm trying, um, I'm trying to defend a show that I haven't watched yet, but still, I mean, I I get it. I understand what you're coming from. Um, but I, I need to play devil's advocate against you because I have to. He's he's I can see the, the story I can see I can see the gears turning. The the story to me they were trying to be um a little bit more um like a Jack Reacher or a uh or a Mission Impossible series. Okay. Without without any of the fun for the vast majority of the way through it. Okay. And I can um, understand why that could be a slog, but I don't think that, that necessarily means that it's not a Star Wars story. And the <laughs> the uh there there's no until the very end of the series, the last two episodes, he's not even going against the Empire. Okay. There's, there is plenty. And so There is so many different, uh, you know, groups and organizations and syndicates and freaking, you know, you know, cabals and fucking all kinds of shit. Right. That, and, that's in, yeah. Like I said, for me, it's not as much of a star Wars story as it is like a, just your generic spy thriller. I said, that's for me. I didn't say okay. that's for everyone. No, I, I want, um, this is what I wanted from, uh, from star Wars. Like a, a initial, initial, my initial thoughts for star Wars is that the whole space wizard thing was way overplayed. Like they overplayed it by three, exactly three movies. Um, <laughs> probably, Probably six, but I'll 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 narrow it down to there's three movies that shouldn't exist. Um and uh that the whole Space Wizard saga, put it to bed. I want them to be like the not the main characters, but the you know, the fucking odd character that comes in, fucks some shit up, and leaves. And I want them, you know, I want them to be like the Gandalf Gandalf was, you know, gone for, you know, for a good portion of, you know, Lord of the Rings. He comes in at key moments, fuck some shit up, right? That's, that's what I want from a fucking, you know, space wizard. I want to know uh, what a smuggler goes through on a daily basis. Uh, what a bounty hunter goes through on a daily basis. I want to see what, you know, how these you know, outer rim worlds fucking actually survive. You know what the uh, you know, you know what all kind all the fucking dynamics that there is there. You know how do these smaller heroes become heroes? You know. Yeah, I I'm just I'm of the mind that it's for me anyway. 
um, the the season as a whole is is the is the I want to say the second weakest out of the group. The weakest okay. is the Book of Boba Fett, and the reason why is the Book of Boba Fett wasn't cut right. Okay, well, I think if they were the, doing something yeah, specific with that. I, I do too, but I still think if it had been cut where it started uh, with those flashbacks and then went into the modern day, he would have been, it would have been much better. Anyway. Right. It's still the second weakest show of the group. I'm not saying it's wholly bad. I just don't recommend it. I know. I just need to give give you something to uh, to fight against. Otherwise, it would just be you to you know you saying Sh- some. Just me shitting on something. Yes. Yeah. Um. That and I was. I'll be honest. I think it would have been much better had it been like in sometime in the first couple episodes. It's when. Liberated and reprogrammed K2SO or something. Okay. Alan Tudyk's yeah. there, but Alan Tudyk doesn't show up at all. Huh. All right. Uh, so there's nothing playing off of Andor other than the scenes around. Uh, okay. And that's kind of And then there's uh, just other aesthetic problems with it. Like you see actual fucking red bricks in Star Wars. Um, oh, yeah. That's what? Yeah. Yeah, some of the buildings are actual fucking red brick. Oh. Okay. All right. Well, I mean, I, I just okay. That's <laughs> that's somebody that's it, not, you know, that's not building but, world properly. So, yeah. It, so it's like, not. I see what they were trying to do. I just don't think it was executed well. Okay. Well. All right. I'll give you that. That that's that's kind of a glaring fuck up. Um. <laughs> That said, I mean, other than that, I really haven't done much. I did end up finishing that series. Like, I watched the last three episodes of it this week, uh, along with watching Wednesday with the family. Okay. The personal preference, it just didn't like Wednesday, I recommend to everybody. Fair enough. Well, while you've been doing that, Jason, I, you, how's the, uh, the, call of, the call of duties going? I haven't fucking played in almost two weeks, mostly because I haven't had the time. Um, I've played, I've played some Slay the, the two times I touched my computer the last two weeks, other than right now, I played Slay the Spire. I don't, I don't know if it's just your background, Jason, but you've aged like four years in the last time that I've seen you on camera. Like you've got way more gray and it might be the background, but like, you've got like these little patches of gray all over you. you're looking very Santa-like right now. I think you need to no, AI it, thing. It's actually mostly blonde. It's just the lighting I have here. Uh-huh. It's, it's okay. It's all right. Starting can... to sound a lot like Christmas. Oh, my God. Uh, Everywhere you go. I, oh, oh, I, I know hate you this have... time of year. I really, <laughs> really hate this time of year. I knew. Uh, I took the Every... opportunity to watch him cringe. Like his hands got up towards his face as soon as I started, and then you followed up, and then Rusty's just like almost biting his fingers off. It's cringe. I hate this time of year. I hate Christmas music. I just, I just, I can't do it. I can't do it. Why? Why does it have to be? So- I make, I make these weird spot or Spotify playlists. Like I don't actually listen to music on Spotify that often, but I do occasionally. 
and I'll make these weird playlists. It's like Sinatra, 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 Celtic Frost um, <laughs> to like break it up. But I'll play like a rotation. It's like three Christmas songs to every one completely non-genre related song just to like restart it. No, but I always I it's always classic. Any. It's all classic stuff that I play. No Christmas music. In fact, the only Christmas music it might, it that might be, I, had I might have listened to Motorhead backed up to the Carpenters. Like okay, that's that's kind of just a weird mix, but still, um, <laughs> the only Christmas music I I listened to was the one you linked earlier today. Oh, that was fucking bizarre. I but I do love Jared Dines. Um, <laughs> the one describe what you uh, what you like. So Jared Dines is an internet personality who uh, he memes on metal a lot, and I say memes. He does a lot of joke videos that kind of make fun of a lot of the stereotypes. But he did a the Mr. Grinch song, jazz style, mixed with metal, mixed with jazz, and the vocals are both styles, and it yes surprisingly works. It's, it's the it's riffage on that fucking different styles. Yeah, the riffage on it fucking rips. <laughs> it's like two and a half minutes long. But yeah, it's uh look up Jared Dines. Like occasionally he'll put up he's got a actual full release out right now that's kind of a little bit Chad metal, but also I really like the guy and support him. Um but he's super talented. Um he's he can play literally everything. He started off on YouTube playing drums. And it was like drum stuff that he would just meme on, like just kind of like riffing on stereotypes of drummers. And he'll do like 10 different styles of drums or whatever. And then it turned into like a whole bunch of joke songs and then a whole bunch of like weird skits that he does. But he's probably the most famous metal YouTuber out there and has been for several years. Um, he's an original content creator. He's very entertaining. And then occasionally he'll just write a song that just fucking slays. And you're just like, God damn, I wish you'd do more of that. But I also enjoy laughing a lot. So keep doing mm -hmm. both, I guess. But I love Jared Dines. Um, yeah. Well, it was the, the only the only Christmas story that works for me, with the exception of the last five minutes of the story, because if you just cut it off right, you know, right at the end, it's perfect. Uh, the Grinch Who Stole Christmas. That's yeah, he me. steals a bunch of guitars in the video. <laughs> yes. So, you mean one. Yeah, it's that song. But that exact song. And it, it does that in like metal. three it, Yeah, but also jazz. Metal jazz. Yeah. It's like two and a half minutes long. It's, it's pretty. It's, it's, a, it's a good listen. It's you pretty should, out there. You should probably listen to it. Um, but that's the only that's the only Christmas music that uh, that I will stand I will watch The Grinch Will Stole Christmas from start to almost finish. Right before oh, because you don't want to you don't want you don't want to see the redemption arc. I don't want to see the redemption arc. Before his heart grows three sizes and he fucking like becomes like the you know the per, you know, the person who restores Christmas after stealing it. No. He was great right up to the point where he fucking like became a bitch. We have to talk so, about why you hate good things, Rusty. <laughs> I just why what? why why do I hate good things? Why do I hate things that bring people other people joy? I don't know. It's it's this particular time of year. I'm not a I'm not a not the biggest fan. I am the Grinch. In fact, now, 
Now look, look, look. Rusty does not. Rusty does not hate spending time with family. Rusty no, does not. not. Rusty does not hate giving gifts or even receiving them. No, it's, it's it, it is not. It's okay with gifts. It, it's not about. It's not about the actual parts of Christmas that matter. What Rusty <laughs> hates is the endless Christmas music everywhere. What Rusty hates is the people who call him a curmudgeon or a grinch because he hates the music and the pumpkin spice and the the peppermints and I had some chai tea before this. All of that. <laughs> you, you bitch. <laughs> no, I I it's it's just this. Uh, I hate the fact that uh, that Christmas music is built to be an earworm, uh, and he hate he hates he hates the retail exploitation of yes, the season. I fucking absolutely despise the retail exploitation of the uh, of the season. I you know I do whatever I can to you know to get uh, you know to either make or be present for a you know before for a uh uh for a christmas that itself is you know spending time with family is the best present you can provide you know you can provide you know everything that has a dollar amount to it is useless in the end because all that shit will break but memories are forever so yeah i mean the, these these things are <laughs> i just i just absolutely despise everything about the season that is christmas except for spending time with family and doing what's right so you know and oh my god the fact that it's shoved down your throat from an early time like from before before fucking halloween they had christmas shit up around here uh it's just fucking just shoved down your throat you have to do this you know be a good consumer um no i'm i'm good with uh i'm i'm good with you know with the grinch i'm good with the grinch i'm not necessarily a scrooge but because the grinch is good to his dog good ish <laughs> he at least throws the dog a bone <laughs> so there's 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 that I mean, I can I can understand. I can identify with the cringe. Um, in fact, I I shared the uh, uh, an early Christmas gift because I had described my uh, you know m myself as the Grinch. Uh, so I got myself some uh, uh, I, I got some Grinch slippers. Um, th you know, to uh, to keep my. My my feet warm while I you know play video games. Oh, that was actually your slippers. Those were actually my slippers. Those were that's that is that is my feet. I showed him some feet pics. I I, I shared feet pics. Um, but it's just those are my slippers. Yep. Um. But yeah, I, I play. I wear those while I play video games, which is a great, you know, not a hard terrible segue into actually talking about video games yeah yeah Ooh, we uh so me and rusty finally played uh uh almost said vermintide dark tide 
Urban Tide. Dark Tide. Uh, we destroyed some heretics. We brought them the Emperor's justice. It's uh, what's your thoughts, Rusty? Dude. Uh so for first and foremost, that game must be played with RTX on. No matter how you know how you uh how you look at it, that game is beautiful. As soon as you turn or turn RTX on, it turn it goes from beautiful to eye candy. And considering the amount of shit that's happening on screen, having some eye candy there, you know, is you know above and beyond. It's almost too much. Um, but that game is great. Uh, it has a couple issues. Uh, oh my gosh, now I've got hiccups. Uh, it's got some issues where the uh, uh, where the uh, optimization isn't quite there. Uh, it's you know in in my in my opinion, uh, with a thirty ninety running at you know you know decent speeds, um, there should be no reason for me to be running at you know sub sixty uh, on this game. But it is definitely you know bouncing up and down below uh, below the sixty mark uh, with RTX on and ultra performance on uh, DLSS. It's there's. A few websites out there that's like this is the you know this is the uh, the perfect you know setup for uh, for your graphics uh, for it. I've about uh, been trying you know this that and the other thing trying to get a you know a decent uh, frame rate. You turn RTX off, it's perfectly fine. So it's you know so I it know is RTX in RTX. Um, that's something that's going to be, you know, done with the engine. It was, you know, RTX didn't even freaking work for most of the beta. So, um, yeah, it just needs to be optimized is all. Uh, outside of small little technical issues, uh, the game is very playable uh, and uh, is, it reminds me a lot of uh, Vermintide uh, with... A bit different, you know. Like I, I'm good with uh, the mission types. So I, there's a bunch of different mission types. Instead of it being like a story, almost a linear story that you play through, it's um, it's set up in a way for you to play several different missions out of sequence, so you can just jump in and play and tell the story mm-hmm. through the progression of the characters, which right. is different than Vermintide because you go through this. You'd want to go through all the missions one by one, but there was like 40 of them, right? In it would be sometimes hard. I don't think that me and Rusty ever finally got through all of them in succession ever. Um, no, we, we played all of them, but we played them all out of order. Right. That's true. And uh, this doesn't force you to do that. So in my mind, that's actually an improvement because then they yes. take those same environments and change up what you're doing and then add modifiers. Now, we haven't gotten to the part where they add modifiers because we're still playing on baby mode because we're not leveled up yet. Um, but. Yeah. Like, there'll be multiple modifiers. It might be Endless Horde. It might be No Power, which is, like, pitch black, and you're just using your lights. Um, and it also affects the enemies as well. The pitch uh, no black is one mode of... mode is going to be fun with RTX, dude. It, it is. And when I've been... So it's really cool when you're playing No Power mode with RTX, and you get into a firefight, and you'll see, like... So, for instance, I, I played the the preacher, or the priest, the most... And he's got a he or she or whoever your your avatar is throws a grenade and it it's kind of like firecrackers right it like pops all over the place on the ground and then all the enemies like dance all around and it distracts them so you can go in there and just take take 
Horde head off, right? That sounds weird. Um, so anyway, you do that and it would light everything up and it would look like a strobe effect, right? Where everything's like lighting up in quick succession. And then you'd see all the laser fired. Like I remember very specifically, I did this and I had a veteran behind me with a laser gun and then another guy with a laser gun behind me. And then all the lasers and all those explosions just started lighting up as they saw targets now. Right. And even when you're walking around, like say somebody has the le- the flash gun attachment on their weapon, you'll see them lighting up the area and it'll cast a little bit of ambient light around it, but it's pretty dark in some areas. And so you're literally relying on them and the enemies in the same boat. You won't get shot by enemies in pure dark because they can't see you, but you'll just bump into them. And then, you know, you've got a little bit of light, like a little bit, like you got a little baby flashlight on you. So you can see like right in front of you, but it's pretty dark. And on the uh, OLED, with it having perfect dark mode on its pixels, it's pretty crazy. Um, I enjoy the hell out of it. But yeah, once it starts lighting up and everything starts dynamically lighting up, like explosions and fire, all sorts of shit going on, like it gets really nutty looking. Um, And also I can tell, I haven't played one of those since right before it launched. But when I did, I had RTX on. And it was dropping down to around the 50 frame per second, which for me nowadays is like makes me cry a little bit, especially when we tried it with RTX off and we're running like 120 FPS. Right. And then we turn RTX on and it's like back down to about 70. <laughs> like it drops, it drops 50 frames per second on our, we're both, these run a 3090 and I'm running a 3080. Right, and that, that right there tells me that there's there's something else going on. I mean, if we're running, you know, two different cards and it's coming up to be about the same, something else is going on. It well, um, my GPU usage is almost maxed when I'm running RTX, so I can yeah, definitely same. tell. But uh, highly recommend playing that on a G Sync uh, display. Mm-hmm. I think that helps quite a bit. I've tried playing it with V Sync, and it gets weird, hitchy. Um, playing it with G-Sync, I'm not noticing all those hitches. I'm just noticing less smoothness because the frame rate's slowing down, but I'm not getting any weird micro stutters. Um, I also turned the frame rate back to unlimited. Like once you limit the frame rate, that also causes weird rubber banding once it hits that wall. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, like something that's really different about the combat in Dark Tide versus Vermintide is, so there's a lot more ranged combat in Dark Tide because Vermintide, you had a limited amount of shots, right? And really, your range combat for Vermintide, unless you were the, what was the dwarf gunner? Um, oh, the... Uh, um, uh, your favorite class? Yes, the uh, 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 the engineer, the steam engineer. Unless um, you're that class or the, the Inquisitor with his range build, you don't really fire off that many shots. Those guys will hoard clear with ranged. And all the rest of the classes range. It's really just used for specials here and there when it's just out of reach and they're fucking everybody up. This plays, you've got a lot more ammo with Dark Tide. What the hell is that? Jason, are you shuffling know. cards? Huh? Shuffling are you cards? cards out there? No. What are you doing? But I'm sorry, I should have muted my mic. I was opening package. <laughs> but, uh, Anywho, like the, it has a whole suppression mechanic. So like, for instance, you'll be on this long bridge and you'll have enemies posted up behind cover. They'll start firing and it makes you stagger. And that it also makes you inaccurate with your gun because you're getting pelted by little lasers or whatever, right? Or getting pelted around you, it'll make your character like flinch. 
well, you can do the exact same thing to them. So like there's very specifically, I remember being on a bridge and then the character I had had a laser gun, which has a lot of ammo in it. And I just started pelting the other side and that gave, it made them all reflex and stop firing and take more cover while the rest of my team charged up ahead to get into melee range. Now, once they're in melee range, most of the time the enemies will switch to their melee weapon to attack you. So it makes them engage you in melee instead of firing at you, which is insanely useful um, for getting up in their face because your most your biggest damage in most cases, the exception of a few weapons, is melee. Um, mm -hmm. There are certain cases where the veteran does better with range than they do with melee for sure. The Ogren has some weapons that definitely do better. Um, uh, and the shotgun, the heavy bolter also does stupid damage. Um, but primarily most of your characters do better in melee than they do in range, but the range is incredibly useful because you can thin out the herd before you get up to the group of enemies. But that whole suppression mechanic is just really gnarly. Um, there's a little bit of goofiness because like the other way to get through that is to run and slide cover to cover, which looks kind of goofy. Um, and I know they were trying Especially to go for, as an ogre. Yeah, because you just like you crouch on your butt and kind of do a weird like weird uh, crouch pose, like a rocker pose with Ogren, and he just slides his like ten foot frame around on his butt. Um, it looks stupid. It looks like he's pretty bad. It's yeah, he looks ridiculous. Um, but and he's also like no cover covers him, so like what are you even doing? Um. But yeah, but you get iframes for doing it. Yeah, you do get iframes for the slide. So that's one way of like if you're just getting flanked or assaulted, like run and slide and try to get behind something. Um, and it does help. But the uh, the dodge mechanics on it are pretty good. Like me and Rusty are playing. Rusty's playing the Ogren and I'm playing the Psyker with him leveling up. And I got pretty good. There's a, there's a class called the Mutant that basically is a not a tank from Left 4 Dead, but kind of like, right? It charges you. Or the Charger from Left 4 Dead 2 is kind of like what he is. Basically, he charges you and then beats the shit out of you. Um, and I've gotten really good. If I see him charging me, instead of trying to pop his head, I've been pretty good about dodging to the left or right and then spinning around and popping his head, um, yeah. which is pretty fun. Same thing with the dogs. I've gotten really good at doing the reflex dodge or like dodging out of the way of the dog and uh, taking out the dog, too, when I see where the dog's at. There's really no dodging for the Ogren. Um, He's too big of a target. I've gotten really good at the dodge, but there's more enemies on screen on the harder difficulties. We haven't even got to that rest of it. So we've seen some of it. So sometimes the AI director just ramps up shit for no reason on the easier difficulties. Um, there's well over a hundred enemies that can be on screen at a time. Um, and it gets pretty nuts. Um, I feel like there's, this is the best melee combat that they've done. This, this is more, there's more to the melee combat with this than there was even with Dark Tide. With um, Vermintide? Or, yeah, I, Vermintide. Like, there's, I disagree. Um, I think there's way more uh, with Vermintide because it was so melee focused. It was way more weapon options. You just haven't unlocked um, them. There's a shitload of weapon options. Well, it's it may be a shitload of weapon options, but I have not seen... Like, for instance, I've gotten uh, unlocks for the Ogren. Uh, those unlocks are, you know, the Mark II and then the Mark IV of the same combat knife. Um, and, I mean, what an Ogren calls a combat knife is a fucking short sword for most, you know, for everybody I'll, else. But still. I'll give you an example. Um, so my 
my uh, I'm trying to remember this from the top of my head, but my preacher so far I've got long chain sword, short chain sword, chain axe. Um, it's called claw blade. Um, I'm trying to remember some of the he's got a club. He's got the war hammer, like the power hammer. Um, and I want to say two or three others that I just can't remember off the top of my head because I break down my weapons. I don't have like a huge arsenal of everything. Um, but like I want to say right now, I probably have about 12 or 15 different weapon types unlocked, um, for my preacher. Okay. And then for like my psyker, my psyker has the rape, the ones that I've been using and I don't have as many, right? But I've got the rapier, the devil claw sword, the force sword, the, uh, the two different, the staffs aren't really melee, but they focus on his power instead of ammo. Um, and I think in the, in the dagger, I have the dagger for the psyker, but like ranged weapons for him, or I've got the two different staves that I've got right now. I've got the, the revolver, the laser pistol, um, the SMG, Lays gun and something else. That's probably why what, what the situation is. I was just you know while I, while you were doing, I was you look at unlocks. I, I was looking at a, a web page that that's why my my face is so illuminated right now. It's a white background. Um, the unlocks for uh, Ogren is uh, woefully inadequate. <laughs> it's it's like half of what everybody else gets. So you may have a bunch of extra shit. Like the psyker gets a bunch of shit like at level two. Um where the Ogren um gets the latrine shovel and the ripper gun. And that's about it. <laughs> so um so and it's really just it's there's not a whole lot there. And I uh, think they're he, not done with it either. I think they're working their way up to seventy different weapons. Okay. Well, so with uh, with Vermintide, Vermintide actually got better as the expansions went along, uh, as they added additional things to it. And I don't see them stopping with just these four, uh, these four kinds of uh, you know rejects the uh, you know the classes that you can play. Uh, there's also the possibility of taking these base classes and doing specializations down the road uh you know so and i'm not necessarily talking about the weapon variety is what i'm liking the thing that's different is the the additional click that you get so you've got your heavy and you got your heavy and your light attacks right the charge attack the non-charge attack right and they all have two or three hit combos then you have the hold block then hit attack then hit your charge attack which is another hit. And then you've got your special ability, which for me is a stick click, and I think it's middle mouse on the, uh, or one of the mouse buttons on the, when you're using mouse and keyboard. That's it's another attack. Left mouse button, uh, or the uh, side mouse button for me. And because there's randomization to the weapons, the weapons have different behaviors depending on the role. So, like, I have a chainsword that's just all sweeps, right? It's just all wide sweeps even on the light attacks, and it's a perfect cord-clearing sword. And then you click the button, that fires up the chainsword, and then my heavy, if I can connect with it, with the heavy attack while it's in chainsword mode, like we'll saw something in half. 
um, which is, is so fun. It's incredibly stupid. Um, but then I also have one that's like, I don't get a heavy, I don't get a, a wide attack unless I do the block and then hit the heavy attack. And that's the only time I get a sweep attack with that chainsword. And it's a short chainsword instead of the long two-hander. Um, but it's all... The reason why I'm using the latrine shovel. Yeah, like it's all like heavy attack shit, which is great for elites, but it's pretty weird for horde. Now, the the dice thing is it gives you a lot of stamina so you can push back and do the wide sweep and then probably hit four or five heads with it. Um, but that requires stamina every single time you do it. And I've got like five uses of that before I'm out. So anytime I'm doing horde clearing with that weapon, it is takes a lot more thought than I do the other. So I usually bring an auto pistol or something to just help clear out big groups of enemies. But the uh, that's the thing. Like, there's a lot of different variety. Like, I've got the force hammer with the zealot or the zealot, the uh, with the priest or preacher or whatever he is. And that thing, you just click the stick and half a second later, you have like a super strike. And if you hit something in the head with that, like even a big old armored dude, like you just freaking take him out. And if you don't take him out outright, it stuns shit. Like it just knocks it on its on its ass. And then you just hit it again with one more of those hits and they're done. Like it's crazy. But we've been talking 20 minutes about Dark Tide, haven't we? Yes. It's great though. It's I have actually it's you know, it's, our first it's in my top pretty good. My it's in my top three right now, warts and all. It's it's got the the atmosphere for the game is so good. The music has grown on me quite a bit. It's a weird mix of like choir noises, techno, and industrial. Um, it's it's uh yeah, it's good. And I I like that you're not a big chunky ass space marine. You're just some crazy heretic that's. Or heretic, you're just a prisoner, right? That you kind of got constricted in. And here's something I also didn't notice. So based on your backgrounds, you've got like four or five background choices that you pick before you get into the main game. And I was reading an article about this because I'm not—I don't know as much about Warhammer lore as some people. I just really like the aesthetic and a selection of the games. Um, the eye color, eye color changes, or eye color stuff is also dependent. There's like certain facial features that are dependent on the backgrounds that you choose. Correct. Um, which you get you get an additional voice for uh, for choosing the world that got destroyed. Yeah, and it also affects your character's dialogue through the game. So everybody ends up feeling fairly individualistic when you're done. Like this feels like your character. It's not. That's one of the other differences between this and Vermintide. Vermintide is a central core group. And I think they still need to work on a little bit of the dialogue between the characters to make it feel a little bit more natural. But they're kind of talking about their story um, about being conscripted, essentially, um, on top of everything. But it's more individualistic based on the choices that you did in the character creation. So it kind of gives your character a lot of uniqueness, even though they only have like, what, about 25 heads or something like that. There's like right. 25 okay. heads with 25 hairstyles and 25 beard styles, and they all look. There is no pretty characters in this game. The idea is to make you look like some fucked up dude or gal in a, another universe. Um, and it does it quite well. Like, right. the uglier you can make your character, the better, in my opinion. Unless I mean, you're rusty and you, you make Giga Chad with his mohawk. Uh, <laughs> yes. Yes, I did. I made Giga Chad. Really? Really? He's got he's got this ogren with like a big old goatee and a big old like flat hawk. Yeah, and his and his face uh facial features is almost like half Asian. Uh 
it's it's kind of a weird mix of different things. <laughs> it's like okay, you take all of these uh the the identifiable features from about four or five different like nationalities, just throw them all into a blender and then throw them at a meat pie that is a fucking ogre in it. Well, and I there mean, it is. Well, it's like five thousand years in the future or something like that. The, or 40,000. The 41st millennium. Yeah. So, like, it's a lot of thousands of years in the future. And so, at this point, <laughs> humanity's melting pot has... We are all one race, essentially, it's, at that point. It's 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 in the name. Yeah. 40K. There you go. <laughs> um, I don't know. They, they nail the aesthetic, like, so spot on with the game, though. It looks fantastic. I like the yeah. environments, the music, the dynamicness of everything. It's it's it's, it's gonna a, be a staple game for us for uh for a couple of years to just beat on things. <laughs> yeah, like it's like, a good it's a know, good game to turn your like I've I've been I haven't ran into any toxicity even with the players, and that's saying right. something. I've got almost thirty hours in this game already, and everybody's just occasionally run into dumb players, right? Like people that just run off and do their own thing, but. I've been able to play without, like, if I fuck up, um, nobody's just, like, fucking hated on me. There was a game that I was playing with my priest, and I went to go take out this elite. I took out the elite, but in the process, the elite also hit an exploding barrel. I was on a bridge, and I just yeeted, like, 40,000 feet off into the distance, like, just instant casualty. And it was just kind of funny. It's like, well, we're going to be getting you in a little while. It looks like you just got yeeted into affinity and beyond. Yeah, well, I mean, like, there was the one dude that was like, oh, look, there's a demon host there. I'm going to throw a grenade at him. And it just the, got creamed. The, the rest of us are just sitting back watching this demon host, which is demon hosts are basically like this uh, Dark Tide's version of the of the witch from uh, Left 4 Dead. Uh, it's, so, a, it's like an optional thing, but you know you're going to take a lot of damage. You're going to take a fuckload of damage unless you know how to block. Um, but you can skip him. You can you can kind of like sneak by them, uh, and it's recommended that you sneak by them by the game. Uh, it doesn't even identify them as a boss when you when you highlight them. It's just highlights as an eye, like to make sure you know where it's at. Right. And to me, that's the game telling you, okay, this is optional. You don't have to do this. You can go around this if you don't trigger this encounter, and you only right. trigger the encounter by like shooting around it or walking past it or whatever. And it seems yeah. like they put it in areas where you have options. Like there's that one right. where you almost hit it and it was in a section where there's like three tunnels. Right. And you walked up, and you're like, oh, fuck, and backed right out. But you very yeah. easily could have triggered that going down the left tunnel. I was I was playing my ogre and there was a, uh, a horde of things in front of it. Uh, so you have the ability to, you know, to do a charge with the ogre and just kind of bl blow things over. Well... I got through the first like two or three dudes, and then I saw the demon host behind, you know, behind them all, and it was like set up in such a way as to trap people like me. Uh, and I just backed right the fuck out of it. I'm like, nope, I'm out of here. <laughs> Didn't trigger it. It's, uh, but yeah, it, unless you block the the attacks, like I tanked that one that was, you know the very first one because we didn't know what the fuck it was. Uh, I tanked that first one, and it still beat the piss out of me but i i survived it yeah but the ogren also has like yeah, 200 more base you, health did you survive everything else very long after that 
No, I, I, I mean, it wasn't too, you know, too far away from a, uh, uh, from a Medicaid station, which is the, uh, uh, the, the healing station, like the first aid kits. Um, so I was able to repair my damage, but I mean, damn, I mean, it, it, it requires blocking. You do not attack. You are, you are tanking that motherfucker. Uh, yeah. so hopefully you had a lot of enough stamina to try to withstand most of that. Yeah, it was it was just a, a constant like, you know, backpedal, you know, dodge when you can and then block. Uh but I think there's something uh that's coded for the Ogren. Uh the Ogren tends to get picked on. Uh because he's, big he's the biggest person, biggest target. So this when the snipers, you know, show up, the snipers shoot the fucking Ogren. Uh when the fucking uh mutants pop out they go after the ogre. The fucking dogs come out. They're after the fucking ogre. I get fucking pinned so many times. He's the bait. He's the, the goddamn dog. He's the bait character, but he's got a good escape though too. Yeah, I mean that. And ends, he's got a. If I'm prepared with it, uh, if I'm pre- prepared with my fucking you know uh, shotgun, shit just dies. Like he's got the, the LMG too. Fucking, huh? He's got the LMG too. He does have an LMG, um, but. The uh, the shotgun that I'm using is actually does more damage. Yeah, it's like um, a three shot auto shotgun. Yes, it's ridiculous. Three shot burst auto shotgun. It's freaking amazing. Yeah. Um, At some point, Jason, you're gonna have to jump on. Like it's this game is fantastic. It's very very good. But I yeah, would uh, I wouldn't recommend playing uh, this on anything other than a two series card. Well, you could play it with RTX off, and it would be okay. I think. Uh, just rasterized performance, I think, would be all right. But you're going to miss out on all of the the ray tracing beautifulness that is uh, that is there. So, yeah, we've just been, we've been I having mean, a blast. At some point, I might have forty dollars for it. Maybe, possibly. So, that being said, Rusty, you played a game that I haven't had a the ability to get into as much. You played a lot of you played through God of War, the first incarnation from two years ago, and then you played through right. Ragnarok a chunk well, this week, right? Yeah, so I I said I was going to play uh, uh, God of War 2018 before I played Ragnarok. You didn't necessarily need to, and I didn't necessarily need to myself, because I remembered the story. Um, and I told you the recap would catch you up. The And the, re, you know, the recap's adequate enough i suppose uh the uh the reason why i played it was because my my buddy here cam uh he he wanted to uh understand the story as well uh because he's not he he's already admitted to me that it's not the type of game that he would play um not that he couldn't it's just that it's not his type of game uh but he's interested in the story so we have an an agreement that I will only play that game while he's you know you know while he, while he's there to watch it. Um, otherwise, he'll end up missing some you know some of the shit. So basically, we've been uh, going through uh, you know God of War twenty eighteen. Finished that up on uh, Tuesday, I believe it was, and then immediately downloaded, installed uh, uh, God of War Ragnarok, which only took like eight minutes um which was beautiful <laughs> which was beautiful um so i started so nice. saying i think 
Rusty got more enjoyment out of the fact that it didn't take him two days to download it. <laughs> right. It's like, oh my God. I, I downloaded, I started talking to, you know, I'm talking about something and it pops up and it says ready to play. And I'm like, fuck, that was fast. Um, but yeah, uh, I went ahead and started downloading that. I can tell you right now, the uh, uh, God of War 2018 was, was built for, you know, the PlayStation 4, basically what I would consider the height of graphics for the PlayStation 4. Um, God of War uh, Ragnarok actually takes advantage of a uh, some of the neat features of PlayStation 5, like the, you know, the uh, adaptive controller scheme stuff, you know, like the... Uh, the trigger resistance on the, you know, on the triggers and stuff like that. So that it's a little bit more immersive there. Uh, the, the graphics quality does take a pretty major jump um, between, you know, 2018 and, uh, and Ragnarok as, as, you know, as you would expect, it's going from, uh, you know, PlayStation four to PlayStation five. So it's going to, it's going to turn on the pretties. Um, I have noticed a few, you know, uh, a few changes in how things work, um, you know, as far as combat is concerned. Uh, combat in uh, Ragnarok does seem like it requires you to be a bit more aggressive instead of uh, in, instead of blocking everything. Like, most attacks in 2018 were telegraphed in such a way that you could parry almost every single one of them using the yellow circles that popped up that lets you know that it was uh that it was an attack that you can block and parry um with ragnarok you don't have all of those attacks don't show up as parryable attacks some of those attacks will just be lighter attacks that you could block at any time um and it doesn't necessarily trigger a parry uh, so I found myself getting, you know, beat on a lot more because I was, I was waiting for the, ye uh, the yellow circle, you know, cue to block. And it was just a lighter attack that, tra uh, that chained into a parryable attack. So it was just one of those things where you had to play, if you were playing defensively in, uh, in 2018, you end up playing a little bit more aggressively in Ragnarok, um, but, uh, you know, I haven't really gotten super duper far into the story, but I can tell you that it's, you know, it's very well acted. Um, and I'm not uh, the, the new voice actor for, uh, for Atreus, uh, is, uh, it, it, it's growing on me. It took a little bit of time because, it, you know, uh, between the two games, Atreus grows up to basically preteen. Uh, and, uh, you know, he hit puberty. Uh, so <laughs> he's yeah, no longer a kid. The, the great teal is still back as, Oh yes. I mean, as Kratos, it is his, his mean, voice just fits like his mannerisms, his voice just fits that character. It's, it's, it's so good. Well, and Christopher judge is a great actor and just, yeah yeah it's a it is a uh, it's a good game so far i'd say i'm about i'm not very far into it i think maybe uh just a couple hours um i'm up to the point where uh 
Well, I can't really spoil much. So I, I will I will say that I'm up to the big, you know, first big story point um, that you that kind of got hinted hinted in the trailers. Um, so if you watched any of the trailers, you can probably you know you'll probably understand which story point I'm talking about. Uh, but uh, yeah, it's 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 good so far. Um, uh, I will be playing that. Off and on, because, uh, again, my cup runneth over. I have lots of fucking game I'm playing right now. Uh, it is something that I'm you know, I'm aiming to uh, to finish before the end of the year uh, so that I can uh, I can safely place it in the uh, the running the list that's already basically predetermined at this point for uh, for game of the year. Um, but I did say and had said multiple times that God of War is probably the only other game that, you know, that could, you know, hit that spot. So I've got to give it the best shot I can. Yeah. I'm, so. I plan on finishing it this month. I just, for whatever reason, I, I, I think I told you this earlier on discord, but the, the, the issue I'm having is it wants a hundred percent of your attention and not just in burst. And I enjoy games that will give me exposition and story and burst. But if you don't pay attention the entire time, you miss out on the story, right? Because there's a lot that goes on the entire time, right? Like there's dialogue literally the entire time, right? Mm -hmm. Much like something like Last of Us. And my ADD is just killing me right now. And I can't do that. I feel like I uh, I like to play music when I play games. I like to... So the whole... When I found out that I didn't have to play an MMO to do the same thing, even right. to listen to music or used to listen to radio, uh, XM radio, while I play World of Warcraft or sit on Discord and talk. Well, not Discord. It was Ventrilo back then, but um, yeah. same thing. Uh, Ventrilo. But it's hard to do that in a lot of these experiential games. Um, and so God of War, I've got to be in a special kind of mood to do that. So um, I'll get through it. I, yeah, it's it, it is it is a game like that. It's, it's another game that's you know that's like that that you also are bouncing off of is uh, is you know Forbidden West. You know, yeah, same Forbidden, same problem. Same problem. Yeah, it wants to tell you the story as you play instead of in short bursts. So I want to you know, do something to occupy my time, but I don't. Here's the thing. I'm a weird creature. I don't even watch that much TV. I just started watching Boba Fett this week because I wanted to do something different. And I also felt too sick earlier this week to do it. Like I had to skip out on like Friendsgiving because I was too fucking sick earlier this week or last week now. But so I started watching TV again for the first time in six weeks. So. I don't know. I like more active entertainment most of the time. Like I just I feel like when I watch TV, I got through something, but I didn't accomplish anything. And I feel like with a game, I stimulated my brain in a different way than I would with watching TV. And I think that's what it is. But that's just me, right? I play video right. games differently than some people. And very similarly to a lot of people who enjoy MMOs. I just don't like the MMO job aspect. So um, feeling like I'm, as time passes, I'm missing out on a thing that I could be doing. Um, real lifetime. So that's, that's the other issue I have with MMOs. But I will tell you. There's a game I've been playing that I thought I wouldn't like as much um, that I have been playing quite a bit of, and that's uh, Marvel's Midnight Suns. Um, 
it gets gotten off to kind of a rocky release in some ways due to some performance issues, and it still does a weird performance thing with my card. Um, I cannot for the life of me get it to save my settings to always launch on the main monitor. It always wants to launch on my small monitor. And I have HDR enabled, and that's not an HDR monitor, so it looks super washed out. And for me, to, I've just memorized where the setting is on the menu um, so that I can move it over um, every time that happens. But it, it always forgets what monitor, so it puts it off on my uh, little monitor that's not HDR compliant, and uh, I have to dick with it every single time I launch it. Um, also, I found out that the reason it was hitching, so it had some really stuttery performance before, some bad rubber banding, and I think it's a bad V-Sync and a bad frame rate cap option. So I turned off frame rate, I, frame rate limiting. Um, I turned off, apparently also, uh, ray tracing sucks balls in this as well. So I turned off ray tracing, and I turned off, and I still had rubber banding, so then I turned off V-Sync, and then I turned off um, the frame limit cap. And after I did that, it just runs at 120 FPS 4K on my computer. It also is using a modified version of uh, XCON 2's engine, and so it doesn't look quite as up-to-date as some other games. So some people are like, oh, it looks kind of like a mobile game. Well, XCOM kind of looked like a mobile game as well. Um, it just uses high-poly, high low-detail textures on a lot of things. So the skin on people looks pretty plasticky. Um, when they do close-ups, but when they're in combat and when you're doing all the other things, like it doesn't really matter that much. So it reminds me of like a cleaned up XCOM graphically with some better lighting, uh, more dynamic mm -hmm. lighting, but looks very similar to XCOM and it making a little bit more contrasty, um, and using HDR kind of cleaned up a lot of that. So it didn't look so dated, um, but I thought I wouldn't like the gameplay because it's it's a mashup of a lot of genres. So the last XCOM game that came out, um, the one that was narrative-driven was Trash. I know there's some people that like that one. It's not good. Um, and part of that's because you can't customize your character that much. And part of that is because the narrative's not that good. And that team is still not that great at narrative. I'm just going to say that. Um, but... They're good at combat. They're good at turn-based combat, like exceptionally good at turn-based combat. And I actually want to say that I like the combat in this better than I like XCOM. Hmm. I love XCOM. XCOM 2, especially Long War 2, one of my favorite games of all time. That's top five. Easy. Um, it does this thing with cards. So basically you start off with a starter deck, right? The way it plays out is you can play three cards a turn unless you have certain modifiers that let you play more than three cards. <coughs> and then your character, the default move is your character can move one space. Now, in XCOM, you had cover, um, right, which was one of the mechanics, and then Overwatch was a mechanic. There's no cover or Overwatch. The battle arenas are just that. They're a small arena. They have some interactable objects in the arena, um, and then you have your characters. And you can see there's no hit percentage for anything except for a couple of things. So you can see, unless there's a question mark over the enemy's head and there's a reason why you can't see it, their premeditation, you can see who they're planning on attacking next. And in some instances, see how much damage they're, they're going to do next. Like this next turn, if they follow through this action, your character is going to die um, or be KO'd or whatever, right? So you can see all of that. So the way to defend against that is to use um, crowd control. 
So you use abilities that use crowd control or you decide to take the hit or maybe you up your armor or you do things like that to kind of give yourself a status that doesn't KO the character or you can't do anything about it and you take the hit. <coughs> but you might do something like use your tank character essentially the with a taunt and pull that off the other character. So like Captain Marvel has a lot of abilities that taunt. Like she's got a photon beam ability that she has that can taunt everything in a straight line and also do a fair amount of damage. And then she can get additional block because of that. All the characters play very uniquely. And the card sets for the characters is incredibly diverse. Um, so as you do play certain cards, they add hero points to your pool. And those hero points let you play those other cards. So like I was saying, you've, you've got three cards I can play. Some cards on them might say free, and they might actually add hero points. And then the cards that have better attributes will say three hero points, right? So I need to play so many cards to get those hero points in order to play that better card. Um, and so you're kind of strategizing in your head, like, this is what I want to do to unlock this ability to get this attack off, to do this thing. And hero points can be used a lot of different ways. So one of the ways is, let's say there's a crate hanging over the top of a group of enemies might use two hero points for me to jump up there and release the crate onto the enemies to knock them out. Certain cards get refunded if they knock out an enemy. So it'll say quick on it. And if it says quick, if I knock out the enemy with that card, I get the card back. Or I don't get the card back. I get the ability to draw another card back. <coughs> Some abilities modify on top of that. You can custom craft your cards with the different abilities as well. So you can discard cards in your hand to draw another card, and some of the discards, sometimes when you discard a card, it gets you an ability. It might heal you for discarding the card. There's a lot of combinations with all of that stuff. Um, and then it doesn't do, like, Slay the Spire generic animation when you do the card. They do something very superhero-y every time you do it, in the direction, on that character, in that environment, etc. So, yes, it uses cards to pick the abilities you get to play on your turn, and there is that aspect of deck building in the background for you making your hero set synergize better with the group that you want. But it plays off like a turn-based game. And it, they do it really well. Like, it's really, really neat to watch the special abilities. Like, right now, didn't think I'd like new Ghost Rider that much because they use the Midnight Suns version of Ghost Rider, which is the younger guy. Um, I really like, uh, he's got an ability that he jumps on the top of his, I think it's a charger, and then rides through on a flaming charger with his chains out, like just raising hell through a straight line of enemies. And then it discards your whole hand. Um, but it's a really cool looking ability, right? I really like using that Ghost Rider ability. Um, I really like the photon ability from Captain Marvel. Like it's just this big white red laser beam of power that just like drills through a bunch of shit. Um, and it just blows things apart. Like it's incredibly cool looking. Um, I really like Dr. Strange. Dr. Strange has a lot of great team buff abilities. Um, but also he has some really cool looking abilities as well. So like they all do the superhero move stuff, right? And then you get new superhero moves. Like every time you complete a mission, you get a little chest that unlocks abilities or cards for the characters that you just played. And then if you get, if you find duplicates in that chest, then you can use that to strengthen other duplicates and make them better cards. There's there's some issues with it, with the ability. So, like, to get the essence I need for a heroic card, i got to have heroic essence. 
And I get that by breaking down a heroic card. So maybe I pick a heroic card knowing that I don't want it so that I can break it down to buff somebody else's abilities up. Um, and you get those abilities based on who you brought into that battle. And then there's this whole relationship sim thing side of it, which I thought mm -hmm. I'd hate. Um, I hate it less than I thought. So you kind of unlock the stories of the different characters and you do things like playing video games with your buddies. Like Ghost Rider might play video games with the main character or something like that, right? Um, and so there's this whole relationship sim thing side, to the side of it that unlocks it. You get like new combos for being better friends with your team. Um, again, it's it's kind of cheesy. It's pretty cheesy. But, it's very cheesy sounding like. But you do that. And, so you go do a mission. You come back. You go hang out with maybe one of the people that you just did the battle with. And then you go to sleep and then you maybe same things happen while you're sleeping. And then you wake up, you go to the forge, you forge your cards, you go, maybe you go practice for a second. Somebody has an extra thing they want you to do on the next mission. And then you go back into battle and you do another battle. And I found myself locked into this loop a lot. Like I bought this on Friday and I'm probably about 15 hours in. You just talked me out of it. Yeah, maybe. Um, it's not relationship sim in the same way as Sturdy Valley. I don't know. You, I'll stream it at some point and you can watch if you want, but. Yeah, it's uh, it's pretty neat. It's I know that there's some people complaining about the maybe the Marvel inaccuracies, and I don't have enough Marvel knowledge to know enough about those things. So your character's a fish out of water, basically called the Hunter, um, that's here to take on Lilith. It's Lilith's son, and he's a generic ass character. That's your character creator character that can be specced any different types of ways. But his move sets are pretty neat. He's got these like weird light whip things that he uses to throw shit around in the environment and he can heal or I'm specking him as a healer basically so I can keep the team alive as they do shit. Um, and then I also spec him into basically giving a shitload of ability points to the whole crew so that he's kind of keeps everything going while everybody else just wrecks face. But the combat is where it really shines. It's, it's some of the best turn-based combat I've ever played. Um, the relationship same thing is it's okay. For some reason I'm enjoying the loop, so I'm doing it, and I'm not. That's not the kind of game I, I don't play dating sims or anything like that, right? Um, it's just fucking weird, but I like it, and I'm playing that over God of War right now. Hate me. Okay. I mean, <clears throat> it's the thing I'll is, is I can pick because... those moments. I can pick those moments where things like that happen, and I know that my dialogue is going to be two minutes, right? of exposition and then maybe two minutes of exposition during a fight. But then the rest of the time I can listen to a podcast or talk on discord or whatever while I'm doing all that shit, I can sit there and just play the fucking card mechanics and redo my decks the way that I want them. But yeah, like it's got some issues with that. I still don't quite understand the economy of things, right? I still don't quite understand the crafting. I don't know. There's like eight different resources for different things. And that part's a little bit weird. But the core bones of it are really good. And so, like, right now, it's like a four out of five game for me right now. But it's got really good turn-based combat. And it seems like you can do that pretty ad nauseum. Like, side missions pop up all the time. And it's like, that's another chance for me to get into a battle and use these cool cards and do cool things and break shit um, in cool ways. Um, I'm going to go do it again. I don't know why. I'm just going to continue to do these side battles, but I really like the side battles a lot because I really like the core game mechanic of the, the fights. Um, they just, uh, it's different from XCOM, but I can tell it's a Jake Solomon masterclass piece of the, uh, game. It 
to be critical of it, uh, another aspect is it could use different, more different mission types. And it could use some better enemy variety than some of the ones that have been fighting. I'm basically just fighting Hydra folks with the occasional supervillains. Like for right now, Venom pops in half the battles that I'm in as like an additional force that I've got to defeat. And he's pretty fucking hard. So like that ups the challenge of the battle quite a bit. Um, but yeah, this is, this is different. I like it. And then uh, probably by next week, I'll be finished with uh, Tactics Ogre and I'll be able to talk about it. Okay. Um, so far, A+. plus. With that, we should take a break. I agree. All right. We'll be back. Well, Jason, I know uh, your half-dead back is wanting some rest, so tell us, what do you, what do you got? What you got? Well, what we got is, uh, first things first, uh, there was a, a fairly large story published uh, by PC Gamer this week. Um, Phil Spencer um, apparently has been... Uh, pretty public about telling everyone that he would uh, give further concessions to Sony regarding uh, uh, Call of Duty. Um, uh, basically upping the uh, the COG contract offer to 10 years. Um, and actually putting that contract, putting the full contract that Microsoft most recently drew up up to the regulators themselves, both here and in Great Britain and in Brazil, which is where uh, uh, most of this stuff's going down. Is it so they have rights to Call of Duty? I don't understand the Call of Duty thing. Yes. That basically, yeah, it's so that they have uh, uh, rights to Call of Duty because... Whenever a, whenever a publisher releases a game, right, you have contracts with all the different consoles that it goes to. Gotcha. So did they have an exclusive contract? They had exclusive rights with Activision for, like, day one DLCs, um, early launch release, stuff like that. They've PlayStation's has it ex- exclusives for Call of Duty to them for the last... 10 years to PlayStation. Yeah. Gotcha. And they're worried about, they're worried about, uh, Microsoft taking COD away from them altogether. Uh, they're Aww. trying to say that's been a large part of their player base. Aww. Um, we'll just have to go elsewhere to play those games. Yep. Um, that said, um, while the, well, um, the regulators over in, in the UK, EU, and and the FTC here um, are uh, basically in phase two investigations, and it's rumored the FTC is preparing a challenge to the acquisition soon. Uh, Brazilian regulators actually approved it uh, over the last couple of weeks. 
So it's not the only acquisition that's you know that's up in the air as well. I mean the Activision Blizzard stuff with uh you know the uh the ability to actually have all of what Activision Blizzard actually offers uh on uh you know on multiple different you know consoles it's it's a big it's a big deal i mean it's not just call of duty it's i mean call of duty is a big portion of that uh one of the things that uh one of the things that uh that that is really call of call of duty has captured the spotlight as the most impactful it's the, it's the uh, generator. franchise yeah the uh when it comes to multiple whether or not it's on multiple consoles yeah all the rpgs are just uh, uh was it uh what did they call it um mid-tier that's what it is yes mid-tier mid-tier uh, rpgs yep yep okay all right cool i mean especially with uh, the thing is you have to think activision's lost a lot of their big sports franchises to ea over the last 20 years etc so it's Ooh, whatever um right uh so when it comes to like big multiplayer stuff activision blizzard you're you're looking at you're really looking at cod for everything outside pc right um well the ability to be able to uh uh to possibly offer like you know some of the mid-tier shit uh on not just pc you know yep but yeah. i mean if there's one thing i think microsoft um and phil spencer have uh have shown with uh uh with some of these other studios that they've bought up is that they're not going to if that publisher was already publishing to multiple platforms they're not pulling that away no. they've they have no history of pulling that away why would they so, want to though i mean that's the thing it, that's the you thing know. they'd be hurting themselves financially if they did yeah and, and it's always been it's kind of like the situation with you know with um so i can understand small amounts of games like not necessarily small games themselves but small amounts of games being exclusive to a platform for a period of time for instance god of war ragnarok sells playstation 5 yeah, that's yeah. What, you know that's the whole point of that. Uh, when they, uh, when this acquisition for Call of Duty comes into play, it's already been on all platforms. You know, so taking it away from those platforms isn't going to help anybody. It's not going to help sell Xboxes, for instance. No, it's, it's just going to hurt your own publish publishers and developers revenue right. and microsoft's not going to shoot themselves in the foot like that right you know so i don't think there's any chance of there, call of duty just being i think like, the regular the regulators and sony are just going to want to see those guarantees on paper you okay. know and i understand they're watching out for their business interest it just means it's going to be a long time before this thing's settled yeah. I think especially here in the U.S. and in the EU. It's always something, uh, what Sony doesn't like about it and what the regulators don't like about it is that it's something that uh, that 
um, that Microsoft can, you know, kind of dangle the carrot, you know, yeah. do this thing, you know, cooperate with us or we'll pull, uh, pull Call of Duty. You know, that's, that's what they're, uh, it, that's what they want I, to prevent. I mean, it wouldn't, I'm not saying that's not possible. I mean, Phil Spencer has been pretty freaking vocal on, uh, uh, on Sony not uh, being as open to crossplay, etc., um, throughout his career at Microsoft at Xbox. So, I mean, they're probably yep. scared of they're probably scared of uh, having to having to uh, uh, Phil Spencer's "everyone should be able to play together" mantra. Right. Well. They're it's it's coming. It's they just need to find something that differentiates the you know the um the consoles between outside of you know segregating their player base because it's it doesn't doesn't hurt it doesn't help anybody to uh, segregate the player base. Exactly. So um, moving on to some other hard news, uh, everyone at this point's aware of the huge controversy and multiple different investigations, both by news outlets, uh, YouTubers and, uh, the regulators and NVIDIA themselves regarding 12 volt power cables melting on the new NVIDIA GPUs. <laughs> uh, Jesus, there was actually a really good, um, uh, both video and art, article laid out by gamers nexus uh about a week and a half ago regarding this issue yes. in all of their testing etc they found that um the only way that they were able to reliably replicate this issue is a 12 volt power cable that is not fully seated then having been cable managed so that the the cable is turned and pulled a little bit um, to basically walk a part of the connector out. And if one of those 12 volt power pins or one of the grounds is not fully seated, um, it can make contact either with the, the plastic or actually create debris within the plastic debris within the connector that causes more resistance uh, and causes the connector to heat up. I, I watched a lot of this because it, it was a big thing. Like I, I had been kind of eyeing the 40, you know, 4090, you know, not that I need to upgrade, but kind of wanted to and wanted to see what, what the deal was. And the, the connector was a big deal. So I was, I've been watching this yeah. whole sorted freaking you know, thing when, you know, when Steve and his team over at Gamers Nexus actually, you know, came up and said, okay, these are the quantifiable tests that we did, not, you know, conjecture, but quantifiable. We tested these, we sent them to, to an independent lab, all of these things. What he found was the, the, the main thing that was causing the issue is one side of one of the connector was de-seated and cockeyed a little bit by being yeah. pulled off and it was creating two points 
where it was actually uh connecting to you know on the connector those two points was you know was adding an additional resistance to the uh to the connector heating it up rapidly to the point yep. where it would melt the um, the and part of the issue with uh with fully seating the connector is the new uh sense pin connector um that basically the sen- the sense pins are what allow communication between your part in this case the 4090 graphics card and your power supply to actually talk to each other to ensure that the card is not trying to pull more power than what the what the power supply is able to offer it. So, um, so to add to add to this particular situation, the um, uh, the uh, I would say the 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 governing body behind uh, PCI standards, PCI uh, SIG. Uh, actually issued a statement just a couple days ago to all members, uh, you know, that manufacture you know, products for PCI, you know, PCI technologies, including the 12, 12 volt uh, high power connectors. Uh, and that, you know, that statement reads, they wish to impress upon all members that manufacture, market, or sell PCI technologies, including those connectors, of the need to take all appropriate and prudent measures to ensure end-user safety, include testing for the reported problem cases involve, uh, involving customers, as alleged in the you know above reference lawsuit, which was all of the uh, the stuff. The basically, Nvidia lawsuits, yeah. Basically, what they want to do is they want to provide. Uh, uh, they're reminding all of the members that they have to be better at creating the cables better at providing documentation on how those cables are supposed to be used and better uh, and, at overall design and better at uh, at uh, at safety testing and design so these you know these cables need to have a you know uh, Steve had actually said this takes a lot of force to get to the point where it actually clicks into place and it doesn't have a lot of good feedback when it does so it's hard for a person to know that it's fully seated and it it just needs to have some additional like feedback to the you know to the user that it's actually fully seated this would no longer be a problem is you know provided that there's no other defects in the cable so or even you know he suggested you know the what could be a fairly simple design fix in that you're bringing the sense pin connector up to the same level as the the 12 volt pins are mm-hmm. um to so make the, fully seating the cable easier well that it's, said, not just, it's not just that in the fact that is you know if they brought it up to that point if you don't fully seat it those sense pins would then you know, we realize that it's not fully seated and it wouldn't power on in the first place. Exactly. So, so. it's an added safety measure, right? Right. Exactly. Um, that said, um, ensure that your power connector is fully seated. The, <laughs> the, the vast, the vast majority of these things are because these connectors weren't fully seated. That's why you see the burning happening on one side of the connector 
and not the other. So just make sure it's you've got it seated because while people are trying to sue NVIDIA for the problem, it, the vast majority of these cases, the cause is user error by not ensuring that your cable's fully seated. Yeah. So the current suggestion from uh, from multiple news outlets, from Gamers Nexus to Tom's Hardware to to Ars Technica, etc., is make sure to fully seat your adapter first because unless you're lucky enough to have a have a power supply with native 12 volt already, make sure your adapter is fully seated. And then connect your 8-pin power connectors to that once you've installed the graphics card with a fully seated adapter cable. Yes. Don't bring um, up your fucking, you know, $1,600 worth of fucking video card, man. It's not, no it's not worth it. Yeah. It's not worth it at all. Um, some lighter news, but just as frustrating for many people. Um... Callisto Protocol released last week to a avalanche of negative reviews on Steam, uh, mostly due to a awful stuttering problem uh, where uh, frame rates were uh, where stuttering of the frame rate was up was up to like 22% of your frames stuttering at one point. Um, That's bad. I mean, enough that there are plenty of user reviews that start calling it the stuttering protocol. <laughs> the stutter protocol. <laughs> um, I've heard of and, a, a number of different things about this game. Yeah. So, uh, Glenn Schofield, uh, CEO of Striking Distance Studios, who developed the game, uh, basically went on Twitter this week uh, uh, after they uh, uh, released a, a PC patch to to resolve the stuttering issue. And he basically said he was honest and said, look, a wrong file was patched. Um, just freaking error by someone rushing. It's launch day. This happens, unfortunately. Uh, this is Crafton's first SP console game. So we're basically doing everything ourselves like a startup. And I apologize. Soon party. Um, you know, so your first single party game stuff like this happens. Shoot, we've seen this with very experienced studios i mean go back and look at assassin's creed unity for god's sake right um, yeah. uh so all in all um the game is fixed now uh yeah. if you're worried about the reviews give it a little bit of time let stuff balance out watch some gameplay on twitch or something mm -hmm. um you know and don't make a decision on bad bad reviews from the first couple days until after this was patched. Base your reviews be, uh, based on the gameplay and not the performance. Uh, yeah. The performance changes uh, and is going to be based off of each person's computer versus the uh, you know bef versus the gameplay. Now I heard some shit about the gameplay that 
has uh that's that's kind of gotten you know that could mean that it is better suited for some players and less for others um the gameplay is not necessarily exactly like um uh the uh you know the source material that it's kind of based off of that it's yeah. uh, spiritual successors you know it's not you know it's not dead space in this in the same sense as dead space is like a uh a survival horror shooter style game this is more of a gets into your face you know dodging you know you're not necessarily dodging uh dodge rolling like a fucking uh, souls game but not necessarily you know keeping shit at a distance like the fucking dead space games are it's somewhere yep. in between um you do end up doing a fair bit of dodging and melee uh and a lot of people are suffering the this game's too hard situation where you know it's not what they expected um well and another thing we're going to have to start keeping in mind is as gamers guys and i know we've been a, a champion of make sure your game's 100 percent ready to go before you launch it but i honestly think that we are now reaching a point with uh the game engines uh and graphics with shaders and ray tracing, etc. We're we're coming to a point where it's much easier for uh, stuff like this to happen on on a day one patch, or it be something that didn't show up in the in the development studio that shows up once it goes to user systems because. You know, what's the one thing a game studio can't plan for? And that is the uh, massive amount of different difference in equipment combinations out there, especially when it comes to games on PC. Um, just, just don't dog shit a fucking game because it doesn't run right. Like, for yeah. instance, I didn't get, I didn't get pissed off at um, I, I'm not going to get pissed off at uh, at. Uh, Fat Shark for having some issues with their uh, with their ray tracing. I'm going to work around it until they fix it. You know. Well, the I'm, other thing is they're continuing to patch almost every all day. Other games, all good games. I I have a problem with a games you know uh, a game studio that wouldn't patch the game. You know, the fact that these you know these studios are like, yes, we see it, it's a problem. We know what the problem is. We're going to get it fixed. Just give us some time. Good on them. Or good on them. But also get your game patched in a reasonable amount of time. True. I mean, Um, there there is some expectation that the game's workable and playable on day one. But still, shit happens. You know, like, for example, how long it took uh, CD Projekt Red to patch a lot of the graphical issues with Oh yeah, Witcher Cyberpunk. 3. Well, and Witcher when it 3 released, it—it's not necessarily that we didn't understand they were going to patch it. It's how long it took them to patch it that was the main say, issue. You can say the same thing about Assassin's Creed Unity. Yeah, I mean, it took, that took way too long for them to fix, and I, and that's that's the other end of the uh, of the 
uh, of the spectrum you know sure i'm going to go to bat for these you know you know for uh you know for the developers because i mean developing a game is not fucking easy if it was everybody do it um the this the situation you know with bugs is you know some bugs you don't see unless you get it into hundreds of thousands of people's hands you know it's it's just that you're going to see bugs uh you know early on in a game you know game launch um yeah. either you know, so Either way, I'm a firm believer that um, it it shouldn't take you more uh, than a week or two to at least start hot fixing some things, even if you're not resolving the problem for uh, for every platform or for every graphics card or for every CPU. At least starting to roll out hot fixes for different systems um, uh, shouldn't take you more than a week or two. Uh, a week or two the, is a lifetime. It, it can uh, be, but I mean, we saw, we saw it take, we saw it take an entire month for C, CDPR to, uh, to patch uh some of the PC issues, but even more so the console issues, yeah, took them well, a very long time. That's also, you know, certification through consoles takes time too. So, yeah, it's it's just yeah the yeah you have to understand, and we've seen it. We've seen some janky shit. Uh, we've seen we've had games that were completely unfucking playable on the first fucking week. Uh, we've had games that were fucking sold as one thing and was you know a completely different fucking game. Um, there we've seen a full range of scumminess, you know, over over the years. The real, you know, the people who are you know uh, have a issue with how games are played and how or how games are created with uh, with the whole day one patch saying, oh, this shit was you know was shipped day one without all the proper fucking you know files on there. There's a reason why that shit doesn't happen, and there's, you know, and you don't know the whole story, or and you don't know what's going on in the background to make that shit work. You know, games are way more fucking, uh, you know, complex these days. It's not something that you can just throw on a fucking cartridge. Everything that you could put on a fucking cartridge, you could put on a floppy drive, and if you remember what a fucking floppy drive is, there's not a whole lot of fucking data there. You're looking at fucking gigs of data you know on a fucking you know modern game uh fucking god of war was 100 you know 100 gigs you're yep. looking for a fucking semicolon in the wrong fucking place in a sea of semicolons you know? <laughs> right so <laughs> you have to fucking give these guys some time i i understand everything that they go through and i appreciate all of the fucking effort that they put into you know you know making a game you know playable and making the game good i'm going to rate you know i won't rate them on technical issues unless it is negligence uh you know and that's straight up they're not going to fix the issue um that's the only time i would rate you know uh downrate a game because of that um or if they, you know, straight up fucking lied to me, well, you know, that's that's something completely different, though. You know, yep. rate the game on the, you know, on, you know, your subjective points. 
your uh your fun factor your gameplay you know whether or not you it jives with you you know that's what's going to help people make you know make a decision as to whether or not a game is good or not not oh fuck everybody's got this problem so i'm going to complain about it too so <laughs> that's not going to help right. you de determine whether or not a game is good nope so um and then routing out the news pieces i had um cd project red uh talked a little bit more about the witcher remake on on a recent earnings call um basically um they confirmed that the remake um is being built in the uh unreal 5 engine um which the new trilogy apparently is being built in um yeah. And that it will be uh, changing from a fairly linear game uh, to featuring an open world closer to that of The Witcher Three. Okay, I, mean, I can see it. The the original Witcher can definitely be re released because it's a pretty the everything about that game stated from the weird collector cards you got from all the uh, the different people that you betted in the game to the weird. Mm different click timings for the different sword attacks while you're fighting one enemy at a time. The almost oh. the weird, weirdly bad, even with up res pack texture packs on the graphics, the original Witcher well, is really freaking. The, the original Witcher um, was actually developed in a old Bioware engine that was even pre Mass Effect. Jesus. But I mean, it was the, their first major game. So, like, I like the weird amalgam of things when it came out, in, like 08 or whatever. In fact, it's the first game I talked about on Carousel back when I was on that show. But it is in major need of a facelift. I have zero problem with them remaking it. Yeah. Yeah. That, like, that, everything about that, that game, game needs to be, be done. <laughs> yeah. That I mean, I really need it. I'll. Unless for some reason it's fundamentally broken on release, I will play a remake of that game. I will too. Absolutely. Because I can't play the for old sure. game anymore. The um Yeah. I'm... That that is what game of the massive remakes we've had the last couple years. That that is one that I definitely understand the technical reasons behind wanting wanting a remake for it because it being their first game is nothing like uh, their their three major games that they released after. No. Yeah. Um, um, so stylistically, I see the point behind it. Well, there's a lot of people that you know that played The Witcher Three and said, "Oh fuck, let me go ahead and try one and two and got to the uh, got to one and said, "Oh, oh fuck, How oh god, no, oh god." It's not. What, it's what a, is even happening right now? It's, no. it's way more of a shock than Mass Effect three to one. Like one, like if fixing a couple systems made it pretty playable, right? Um, whereas the original Witcher is like a completely different beast of a game. The concept yeah. and the story is the same. Everything else about that game plays differently. Two is pretty easy to go into, yes. but one, whew, that's yeah, because a lot of two systems. Play so similar to three. The only thing you you're really losing going back to play two is the the open world. It's a far more linear game. 
Yeah, you make one big choice about a battle that switches the entire second half of the game. But beyond that, it's pretty linear. Um, albeit still, I'd love to play that again. While we're talking, I get to finish other games before I go back and play old games. Mm hmm. Okay. Well, I mean, I don't have much more in the way of news uh, other than the uh, the fact that God of War is selling like fucking hotcakes. Uh, so, uh, it is, it was put in as the, uh, fastest selling first party uh, launch title for playstation in playstation history uh sold 5.1 million copies in the first week hey hooray um, for single player games so and and that's that is also a franchise record uh for uh for god of war so this is directly from playstation from their twitter um so that's actually really good yeah, it's i mean really respectable um yeah, I, I can't wait to you know fucking get my hands on you know on that. I've seen a lot of you know good things so far, uh, and I haven't spoiled myself yet on on Ragnarok story, so I want to get through it before it gets spoiled. So, well, that being said, Jason, where can you find us? Find us at tiltcast.com. Find us on Facebook and Twitter.com/tiltcast. Our YouTube channels, youtube.com slash realtiltcast, and search for us on iTunes and Spotify. Subscribe. Find some friends of the show. You got For the Love of Gaming, you got Cabbage KBG, you've got NoQuarters.net, BMFcast.com, and TVGP.tv. They play PS5 games as well. With that, it's the end of the show. All right. Peace. Peace. Peace.